Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking. You are listening to the uh, Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our show tonight is Financially Speaking, which we like to run through all kinds of cool and exciting and uh, sometimes complicated or at least perceived complicated financial concepts or questions or topics, and I always tell people, let me know what you want to know about, let me know what confuses you, scares you, or keeps you up at night when it comes to finances, because those are the topics we want to tackle and the reason we want to take those on instead of avoid them is because once we eliminate that stress, how much nicer is our life going to be? We don't have to worry about stress. We don't have to worry about feeling like we are not in control of our life. We don't have to feel like we've got somebody else breathing over our neck and keeping us in control and, and telling us what to do and when to do and how to do it because we don't have the financial independence to do it ourselves. So please write in, call in email me, whatever uh, mode of communication is your favorite, (laughs) and let me know what topics you like. I've gotten a lot of topic requests, and I've tried to cover a lot of them, um, and I will continue to do so because I I think if you have that question, then there's probably 10 or 15 or 20 other people you know that have the same question. So what we do here on Financially Speaking is we take these topics, we break them down, we make them easy to understand, we and dare I say sometimes we try and make it even fun to understand finances and we, because I think it is. Isn't it fun to have money and spend it on what you want and isn't it kind of fun to have uh, the decision that you get to make yourself on what to do with your money and isn't it fun to say I can afford to do that, I can afford not to do that, I can afford to just do nothing and I think that's where the fun really comes in when you have total financial control and you get to decide what you're doing and when you're doing and how you're doing it and who you're doing it with. All these fun things that money sometimes uh, keeps us under a control that we don't like. Sometimes it keeps us in a job we don't like. It keeps us in a house we don't like. It keeps us in a car that doesn't serve us well or, or work well. It uh, helps us, if we're financially independent, to do things that we want to do for our kids if we do. Um, if you have kids and you want to help send them off to college or university, then that's gives you the freedom to make that decision. Uh, it gives you the freedom to transfer wealth to the next generation, to create wealth, to preserve your investments, to preserve your capital and preserve your estate because you know what? Every single person out there has an estate. I don't care if you have no kids, you don't own a house, you don't own a car, you own something. If you have a pet fish, then that goldfish is part of your estate. You need to decide what to do with it. You have clothes, you have an apartment, you have contents in your apartment. That's all part of your estate. So people, when I talk to them, they get um, confused or overwhelmed or or they just think, you know, I, I don't have a million dollars, so therefore I don't have to worry about it. And that's not really the case. I think everybody has something that they can look after and everybody has the ability to understand it. And everybody is in a position where they absolutely, most definitely can understand their own stuff. And like I always say, we don't have to understand what Warren Buffett's doing with six houses and 12 boats and whatever else he's got. Who cares? That's not our problem. That's not our estate. Our estate is our stuff. And that's all we need to know. So that's what we do here. And I'm happy to talk to anybody anytime about any topic. So 
feel free to write in and call in. Uh, the other thing we do here at the Inspired Choices Network is we make sure not just our finances are in good health, but we make sure that our, our mind and body and spirit is in good health. And there's a lot of really great shows on the, the air that um, are live that you are certainly able to participate in. And they're also played in uh, replays on over 50 podcast locations, including um, iHeart Radio and iTunes and all the regular channels that you would think of. So if there's any show that you've missed and you, you think, oh, crap, it's over, I missed it, it was live, it's not. You can always catch the replay. You can even go to the Inspired Choices Network, uh, dot com and look it up. And if there's somebody that you want to see their show or you'd like to share it with somebody else, then please feel free to do that. Play it again for yourself if you want to hear it again. There's lots of really great content to help you live a very happy, healthy life. And that's what the Inspired Choices Network is here to do. We're here to help each other, help you, inspire you, and really empower you and and take control of your life and, and be the happiest and the most fulfilled that you can be in your life. Because really, isn't that what it's all about? That's what we're here to do in life. We're here to enjoy every day that we're given, and we're here to enjoy every dollar that we make. And enjoying that, if that's by saving, investing, or spending, then that's what we're going to do. And that's what I try and help people with every day in my my day job as a financial advisor and as a bookkeeper. That's what we do in our practice. We help people understand their money. We help people keep it, uh, maybe spend it on things that make a little more sense, invest it in places that make a little more sense, just track your cash. I know if, if any of you know me or heard ever heard a show or seen me or talked to me anywhere, you know that uh, I'm a huge fan of tracking your cash. And that means just what's coming in and what's going out. And and uh, are we more or less at the end of the month? And it's just that simple. So when do we start doing that? And that's what I want to talk about tonight is a topic that sometimes people shy away from. And I'm not going to lie when I there's some people that embrace this conversation and love it and they think it's cool. And there's other people that are like, uh, I don't think we should talk about it. I feel very weird and taboo about it. But we're going to talk about the kids and we're going to talk about juvenile insurance and why you're never too young to secure your future. And when I say the word insurance, sometimes people get the quivers and they, they don't like it and they think it's a dirty topic. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a lot of fun because we're going to use it to our advantage to make things work the way we want to make them work. And that's what it's all about. And that's really in any conversation of any part of finance when I'm talking to people. Don't let the negative connotations out there. It's like buying a car. You know, used car dealers have, or used car salesmen have bad reputations. They're not all bad. It's like any industry. It's like any profession. They're not all bad. They're not all great. But there are an awful lot of people that work really hard and try and do the right thing. Don't let that one negative experience or one negative story that you've heard affect you from going ahead and, and pursuing stuff yourself. Because I'll tell you, when I talk to people about insurance, a lot of the times they have negative attitudes about the insurance companies. And I get it. There's some that are not so great. I get it. There's lots of stories. They're the ones that make the news. Sadly, the news is all about what's bad instead of what's good. And we miss a lot of the good stories because there's a lot of great stories about insurance companies doing some really great things for people. And with that, I think it's important that we have to have a conversation about insurance and the kids. And and when I say people get a little bit squeamish on me, it's because they don't like to think about their kids 
not being perfect and growing up and having these great, wonderful lives. It has nothing to do with that. There's an awful lot of emotion that gets put around insurance and it gets put around money and it gets put around finances, an awful lot of emotion. And there is absolutely zero emotion that comes from money and that comes from insurance. It just does what you tell it to do. If you want to make more money and you put that out in the universe or um, however you want to view it, law of attraction, all those different kinds of things that you hear about, and you say, oh, people believe that and then it works and they get all this money. And if you do that, that's great. If you want to put out there that um, insurance is bad and you don't want it, well, that's fine. But if you want to look at insurance and say, hey, how can I make it work for me? Well, hey, that's fine too. And that's what I like to do. What can we do with insurance to make it work for you? So I'm going to tell you a real quick story about a, a client that uh, just uh, – you know, they're a family in their mid-30s, getting started out, have some kids. And there's certain people that look, this is an example of how different people look at things differently. So when I, when we talked about the conversation of insurance, it came up because we were talking about investing and the kids. And my question was, do you want to do, I always ask people, you know, what do you want to do for the kids? What's the plan? And there's a lot of people out there that say, I'm not doing anything for the kids. I'm not leaving them money. I had to work hard for mine and they can work hard for theirs. I totally get that. I have no problem with that plan at all. And that takes me down at one road when I'm doing the plan. But then there's other families and they say, you know what? I don't want my kids to struggle and I want to make the next generation wealthy. I want my grandkids to have lots of wealth and not have to worry about getting through school. So we want to make them wealthy. And I'm like, great, I get that. No problem. We're going to go down a different road for that plan. So whatever your road is that you're going to go down, that's what you have to know. So the question you have to ask yourself first is what is it you want? So if you're married, if you're not married, if you have kids, either because you're on your own or because you're in a relationship, whatever the case is, it's either you making the decision or you with somebody else making the decision. The question is what do you want for your kids? So do you want to be able to help them with some schooling or do you want them to have to earn that themselves? Or do you want to have them do what... Um, I know other people have done, they want the kids to think they have to do it themselves. So they have to work, they have to apply for scholarships or maybe sports scholarships, academics, whichever the case may be. And the kids or get a job throughout school or in the summers, whatever, however the combination of work becomes. Uh, but they decided that we want the kids to think that they have to put the effort in and they have to pay for some schooling or pay for all of schooling. And then the surprise is, that the parents have been saving so when the kids graduate from the college or the university that the parents actually have the money to pay off the student debt for them because the, the kids proven that they can do it themselves, they've, they've raised the money, they worked really hard, they graduated and then the parents had the money set aside. That's another approach and they're all right answers. So for the record, anything that you want to do in terms of financing and helping your kids it's not wrong. It's not the wrong answer. It's just you have to know what the answer is so that you can make a plan, either by yourself or with somebody like me or with somebody you trust that you've seen do it before or done it well. So that's the question. What do you want to do? What is it that you would like to see happen for your kids? Do you want to see them work through school or do you want them to just focus on school and no extra jobs? Is it that they're into sports and you want them to focus solely on sports and academics and don't, not get distracted by getting an external job during the weekends or during the summer? It's totally up to you. So tonight when we talk about insurance, 
and finances in general. Um, I'm going to keep reminding us that it's what you want for your kids and what I want for my kids don't have to be the same, but they're both right answers. And that's the great thing about finances. It's uh, fascinating to me. And I think this is what I, one of the things I love about it so much is that I think it's easy and it's straightforward because the numbers add up and they're just numbers and the numbers have no emotions towards me at all. So I don't have to feel bad about deciding I'm going to cut something out of the budget or I'm going to change something around or I'm going to invest somewhere different because that doesn't care about me at all. The, the money's not sitting up at night thinking, oh, I wish Kathy would call me and why don't I talk to her and, and why doesn't she, you know, spend time with me anymore? Money doesn't do that. Money has no emotions. It's not thinking about me. It's not worrying about me. So that's where I have a lot of fun thinking, how can people not love finance? Because all you have to do is just set what plan works for you. And you don't have to worry about hurting anybody's feelings because there's no feelings there. So when we talk about what we want to do for our kids, which I I will share what I do for my kids with you a little bit, because I think sometimes it's helpful when I'm sitting here saying, hey, these are some concepts and some strategies and you could do this, that and the other thing. And I get it a lot where people are like, yeah, okay, but what do you do for your kids? So I'm happy to share with, with you what I do for my kids and what our plans are for helping our kids. And if they're listening, well, they're, they already know because that's part of the conversation tonight about talking to your kids. We, we already talked to them about money and we already like to have conversations and strategy sessions, if you will about what their futures are going to look like. So it's not a secret. There's no um, magic formula. There's there's no um, magic wand. And there's, there's no problem with talking to your kids about money. So tonight, um, insurance, when I talk about insurance, I'm, I am talking about life insurance. I am talking about finances. I am talking about strategies that could create wealth for the next generation. And the one client that I mentioned earlier, when I asked him, what do you want for your family? What What is it you're looking for? Do you want me to put a little bit in place to get the kids started? Is that what we want to do? Or do we want to just make them thinking rich? Or do we want to focus on building wealth for the next six generations? What do we want to do? And he said, let's make everybody rich. And that's the approach we took. So it's fun because as soon as we know where we're going, then it's a lot easier and a lot less stressful when you think about it. I mean, it's no different than when you plan a trip. If you're driving and you have no idea how you're going to get there and you have no idea how long it's going to take, that that causes you more stress. You don't know what you're going to pack because you don't know what kind of weather it's going to be. You don't know if there's going to be food. You don't know if you're going to run out of gas because there might not be gas stations on the way if you're driving. And then all of a sudden you start to chart out your path, which let's be honest is pretty easy nowadays with Google Maps. And you say, okay, it's going to take me this long. It's going to drive that far. I'm going to take some snacks with me. I need this kind of clothes. Perfect. Stress over. Let's go have a good time. That's the same with money. Let's make a good plan and then stress over. Let's go out and have a good time. So we're up to our first break tonight. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to jump in about juvenile insurance and talk about that. I'm going to talk about working with your kids and and how to get them talking about money and liking money and loving it, in fact, the way I do. So um, don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we, when we return, we are going to talk about kids and money. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we're talking about juvenile insurance, why you're never too young to secure your future. So we are talking about kids tonight. And uh, for those of you who have kids or for those of you who are going to have kids, plan to have kids, want to have kids, don't want to have kids but have nieces and nephews or grandchildren or cousins or neighbors or or foster kids or any other kid that you want, this is for you. So how are we going to talk to our kids about money and why am I talking about insurance? So if what would you say if I said to you, what if we can put something together that can help the kids through school, for helping them with money through school, that can cover their insurability for the rest of their life, that has the ability to grow very tax efficiency inside of an investment, that has the ability to transfer into their adulthood with absolutely zero work and no underwriting, no questions about health, with um, opportunities to even have something called critical illness as part of it with something called return of premiums that can be part of it and the opportunity to grow the investment to a point where it can be used in retirement in a very, very tax efficient way. What would you say if I told you all that can, in, in it can exist inside of one product that's easy to get, easy to do, and can be very affordable and work within your budget. If I said that, would you not at least ask yourself, well, what is it? 
I might not want it, but I'm curious to know what it is. So that little magic number that I'm talking about, when and I do think it's magic because people think life insurance, oh, I died, somebody gets money. Well, yeah, that's true. But life insurance is so much more to that. There is permanent life insurance, there's temporary life insurance, and the stuff I'm talking about with the kids right now, that's permanent. So we can we can make um, in Canada, for example, an RESP is a registered education savings plan. And um, in the States, you also have, uh, the United States, you also have education plans. They're just, and around the world, there's a lot of different education plans. But in Canada, that's the one that we have, the RESP. And that's designed with a bunch of different uh, opportunities and bells and whistles to help the kids through school. It's for an education plan. You get some bonuses from the government if you invest so much and and it's great and there's no question about it. There's also some downside to it. You know, there's like anything, there's pros and cons. So what if you want to do that and you also want to do a little something else? So you could do a little RESP or education fund. You could also add to that an insurance plan. So what's the beauty of the insurance One, when kids are young, it's usually really stinking affordable because the kids are so young that the premiums are so low, especially if they're healthy. And the other great thing is if most of the kids out there, you know, the little ones are healthy, it's irrelevant in terms of insurance. Remember, insurance and money, they don't think of you, have emotions or feelings for you. They just look at it from a pure numbers point of view, which is why it's so easy for us to look at it that way without getting emotional. If the insurance looks at it and says, hey, you know what? If we put insurance on this particular uh, child today and 20 years from now that child develops a health issue like, I don't know, diabetes or... um Parkinson's because, you know, there's a lot of new crazy things happening at younger ages, uh, asthma, um, any kind of disease you can think of, epilepsy. It doesn't matter in terms of the insurance whether or not that develops later in life. What matters is today they're young and they're healthy. We put the insurance in place. They can't lose it. So when they're 40 years old and they're now a diabetic with health issues or problems that may not qualify them for any insurance, they don't have to worry about it. They already have it. And the nice thing about that is we can also have it in place where that's permanent insurance. It's affordable because we're locking it in when they're young. And we can have different opportunities for the kids to buy more more insurance and pay the extra premium and lock in the rate at the early age without having to have to go through any medical underwriting, which means you don't have to answer questions about your health. You don't have to go and do all the paramedical testing and people come out and take your blood pressure and all that stuff. You don't have to do that because we already locked it in when they were young. So that's one of the really nice opportunities that you get with insurance with kids right now. And that means we can eliminate a lot of obstacles when they're young that they could get or they could encounter if they were older and didn't have insurance. Also, when your child gets to be a certain age, and here's the nice thing, you get to decide whether or not you're going to turn the policy over at a certain age, whether you're going to 
um, see what happens at a certain age because you're the owner of the policy. You can have a lot of control over this. You can decide that at age 25, you're going to turn this policy over to the kids. And depending on how you did it, there's two kinds. And without getting into a lot of insurance talk tonight, one kind is something called a whole life. And that's something where we can have it paid up in 15 years or 20 years. You pay your premiums. It's in it's in place forever. You don't have to worry about the kids forgetting to pay the premium. You don't have to worry about whether or not the kids want the program. It's, hey, you know what? You're 25, you're 30, you're 35. Doesn't matter to me when you turn it over. It's all up to you. And you can say, okay, you're old. Now you're married and you have your own kids. I'm turning this policy over to you to manage because it's growing money and investments inside the policy still even after you finish paying the premiums. So that's a very, very cool thing because you can be very, very tax efficient when you when you access what's called that cash surrender value. And that's the amount of money that's available inside of the investment part of the pro of the policy. So we can make it tax efficient. We can make it affordable. We can make it so that they can add more insurance at later stages in their life without having to have to go through any underwriting questions, make the advisor do the work, say, hey, I want to add that extra 25000 of premium of uh, face value to my premium, and you just go ahead and do that work for me, and I'm not going to do anything, and it's not going to cost me anything uh, as far as paying you to do it, and I'm just going to get it done. So that's kind of cool. And it benefits you, it benefits the next generation, and it also protects you if anything happens when you're older. So we're not we're not always thinking about the the kids who are five, ten years old when they're married and have their own kids. But what if we did? What if we did as parents and we took care of putting all this stuff in place for our kids? Can you imagine how financially stable the kids would be? And if all of our kids are financially stable, what does that do to the economy? That helps take care of a lot of different issues of poverty, of homelessness, because now we're setting the next generation up for success financially. And that's where I always like to look at it because I think how great would that be? And I know I might be a little bit more, you know, uh, dreaming about this future. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. But I like to think that if we take care of ourselves and our families financially, then we can eliminate a lot of this um, financial need out there for people who are in... um, medical problems are people who the charities that look after them you can have more money to donate to charity because you're now financially responsible your kids are not going to be dependent on uh, whatever social service programs right now are overrun because you've set them up for financial success so if we all do that and it doesn't cost a lot like it's something we work within people's budgets it's affordable so you can set the budget and say listen I have $50 a month, you figure out, you the advisor, you are the the agent, you figure out how much I can get for that. And that's how we'll start. And that works too. So there's so much flexibility about it. I just love it. People always, when I talk to them, they think insurance is such a rigid straight line. And there's just so many different programs and opportunities. And the permanent insurance that has the cash value that we talked about um, it also, there's some policies out there that you can have something called a critical illness. Can you imagine if you put on your kids this little critical illness policy? It doesn't cost very much when they're young. And, uh, as they're, you know, if they become diabetic or, or say they, they got diagnosed with an illness when they're older, they have a lump sum of money that gets paid out to them. And 
that helps them through that difficult time. How great would that be? What a gift that would be as a parent to your children when something happens and they didn't even realize they don't have any money saved up or they're not planning for this emergency and yet parents or their grandparents or an aunt or an uncle or whoever it is put this policy in place and hey, guess what? There's going to be a lump sum payment to you to help you through this difficult uh, illness and get you back on your feet without you having to have to worry about can I afford to pay for my house or can I afford to pay for my car? Like I think that is just an incredible gift. So that is um, part of the conversation when we start talking about insurance. We're also going to talk about tonight, how do we start talking to our kids about finances? When's the best time? When's the best way? And I'll share with you how we did it. Um, as you can imagine, uh, I like to talk about money and finances all the time, whether they like it or not. So what we did was uh, we incorporated it in Christmas. So it's kind of a timely timely uh, show where we're doing this because uh, I'll share with you how we started talking to our kids about it a bunch of years ago. We're up to our second break of the night. And we're going to take our second break in just a minute. And we're going to continue to talk about money and insurance and investing and um, the kids because it's not just about it's not just about you. You know, it's not all about you. And that's why I tell people, to be perfectly honest with you, people uh, people think that, that life insurance is about you when you're older, and it's actually not. It's, life insurance isn't really got a lot to do with you at all. Life insurance is about your family and the people you leave behind. All the living benefits, that's all about you. So disability and critical illness and even your investments, long-term care, all that is all about you. Life insurance, that's all about your family and your loved ones. So either by leaving it to them or by setting up your kids and and getting them ready for the next their future and their next adventures or even getting ready for the next generation. So if you want to plan for, you know, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren who you don't have any idea who they are or when they're coming yet because your kids are still young, that's also what insurance can do. So that's what they they always say that um rich people plan for four generations and poor people plan for Saturday night. So this is how we're all going to plan for four generations or we're at least going to plan for the next one. So we're going to take our second break. And when we return, we'll continue talking about our kids and if not making them wealthy, at least making them safe and protected. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about our kids and what we want to do with them to help them with their money. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. 
If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about the kids. We're talking about insurance. We're talking about how to get them to invest. Do we want them to? When do we? How do we start talking to them? And I just was talking a little bit before we went to break about uh, some of the cool opportunities that we have with some products that are out there. And, and I'm a big fan of taking advantage of any opportunity and any product out there that helps make your kids better, your life better, or your 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 next generation better. Whatever it is that makes things better, take advantage of it. And if it doesn't work for you, then don't worry about it. There's lots of other opportunities out there and lots of other products. So with insurance, I mentioned to you about life insurance being this um, really cool product, I think, that can it can double in so many ways or triple or quadruple or however you want to look at it. But Insurance can wear many hats for our kids. So here's here's a just in a nutshell. Life insurance is about leaving something for somebody else. So it's also it's good for tax planning, it's good for small businesses or, or large businesses as whatever the case is. It's good for protecting people who have um a shareholder agreement. It's good for protecting partners if you're in biz to business together. It's good for protecting the families of partners if you're in business together with somebody. It's good for building wealth for the next generation. It's good for covering taxes if your estate's going to be hit with a lot of taxes when you're not here. It's good for leaving money for the kids' education if something happens to you when you're young. It's good a it's good for leaving a donation to your favorite charity. If you'd really like to leave money to your favorite charity, but you just don't have the funds, guess what? You can still do it. And you can make an insurance company do it by getting a policy that you pay for yourself. So there's so many really great things about life insurance. And that's what we're talking about. So how do we use these great things for life insurance for our kids? Well, here's what we did, just to give you an idea. So for for those of you that have listened to the show or, or know me somehow, I have four kids. And what we did was we we talk about money because I love talking about it. And uh, I don't think it's one of these things that we need to be afraid to talk about, right? So what we did a bunch of years ago is we set up one of these permanent life insurance policies that I talked to you about. And we started putting in uh, a monthly amount for each of them. And of that monthly amount, a certain portion of it goes to the insurance side and a certain portion goes into the investment side. And then it's going to hit a point where there's enough investment in it that it's just going to keep growing and sustain itself and pay for itself. And at some point, the kids will take it over. So, And we actually don't have that uh, shared with them yet at what point they take it over because we haven't 100% got that figured out yet. But I know it's not. we're not doing it tomorrow, so I can tell you this is where it is right now. 
So right now we own the policy and we contribute every month and the kids see it. And we sat down with them one year at Christmas after all the, the normal Christmas stuff was done. And we just gave them two pieces of paper. And one was the policy that showed the face value. And one was a uh, a mock summary of the course that the the money was on and what projections we were going to make in the investment side. And it was really exciting because um, it was actually a nicely grow. It really grows really well. So the money was, you know, on the four different kids. Now, there's nine years between the oldest and the youngest. So the oldest realized that her investment side didn't have as much money as the youngest. And she's like, well, wait a minute. How come she gets more money? And we said, well, it's not that she gets more money. It's just she has nine more years of compounding and investing because she's younger and she started younger. Because what we did was we showed the illustration for each of them to age 65. And at age 65, the one that was the youngest had nine years more of investing than the one that was the oldest. So, because she obviously reaches 65 nine years later than the oldest one. But the oldest one said, yeah, but when I start school, I can always put more money in to to get even more invested. And I'm like, absolutely. You all can do that. So that's the nice thing. So now all four kids have their life insurance in place. All four kids have a critical illness in place. I hope nothing ever happens. And I certainly don't want anything to happen to anybody. But statistically... There's one in four people that gets diagnosed with cancer now. That's what the Cancer Society reports. So if you can do math and there's six people sitting in my house and one in four is diagnosed with cancer every year, now touch wood, <laughs> we're all good and healthy and I want to keep it that way. But, you know, if stats work and stats are true to form, one day down the road, and it could be 40 years from now, who knows. But I want to make sure that if something does happen, there's going to be a lump sum payout to whoever it is that has the issue and they're going to be able to take the time off work or they're going to be able to just recoup or go on a trip or do whatever they want to do while they recover because that's the other part of the statistics is the cancer doesn't kill you. It just wipes out your finances if you don't have it because it takes a lot of time. Some Sometimes it takes up 6 to 8 to 12 months to recover and go through treatments. So what we did is we said, you know what, if we can take that stress away from them and we can incorporate it into a learning experience and we can make it fun, and um, it's kind of a present, but uh, I mean, I did say this is going to be their Christmas present every year, but I can't help myself. I still do a little bit at Christmas for them so they have something to unwrap. <laughs> but uh, um, we just took that stress away from them. So now when they're older, they just go ahead and work and do the job that you want to do and enjoy your life. And um, you don't have to worry now about qualifying. You don't have to worry about the fact that, and this is what I get calls at it in my office this is what happens is people people get diagnosed with something or they get a health scare either in their family or by them and they're panicked and they're like oh my gosh now i need to get these things in place and one of two things happen at that at that point they either can't qualify either at all or at that particular time or they can qualify and it, and it's at a a much higher rate so that's where I look at it and I think, gosh, you know, it's too bad we didn't have this in place because if everybody did this for their kids, we wouldn't have any GoFundMe sites. We wouldn't have any need for them because everyone would have funded themselves or we would have funded the next generation or we would have taken care of our kids. So that's something very simple that you can do and you can set this up. And now, in my case, our, our kids are set up 
for themselves in their future. So when they're older, they don't have to worry about um, whether or not they get diabetes because that's another huge growing um, health issue. And it's not an issue in terms of it's going to kill you. It just now requires special treatment. And it also makes your premiums higher and it makes you harder to get qualified for insurance. But now the kids know that it doesn't matter. They're covered. And they can add more to the investments if they want. And it it grows very tax efficient. And they have uh, coverage for critical illness, which means they're not going to go do wild and crazy things. But if they ever decided that, you know, they're going to take a trip or whatever, they don't have to worry about whether or not if they get diagnosed with an illness that they're not covered or they're going to be financially strapped. So these are all the cool things that we could do for the kids. And what better gift than to give somebody a gift that they don't even know what it is right now, but a gift for their future to say, hey, you know what, this is something we're doing today. But and I and I like to joke, especially with my son, and say, you're really going to like me when you're 40. <laughs> when you're 40, you're going to think I'm really cool because uh, we're making – he does a little bit of investing every week, and that's a whole other conversation about how compounding works and dollar cost averaging. But essentially, the, the, the shorter the time frame between the investing, the more it compounds, which means you, were, you earn more interest on interest on interest on interest. And then we have the insurance set up with the critical illness, and I think – you know, when they're 40, they may not understand it right now. So you make it kind of fun when you talk about it. But when all time, you know, when it's a serious time and you actually need to look at it because you need it for something, then you're going to be really, really happy that your parents did that for you. So that's great. Um, there's lots of things we can do. Um, but how do we do it? So how do we start talking to the kids about money? How do we start talking to them about insurance without freaking them out and thinking something's wrong? So you're going to, they're going to hear about, it's like any conversation. They're going to learn about drugs. They're going to learn about relationships from somebody. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be somebody that's got a healthy relationship and a healthy um, habits in their diet and exercise? Or is it going to be somebody without healthy habits in their relationships and diet and exercise? So if it's somebody that doesn't have healthy financial habits, then guess what they're going to learn? Not so healthy financial habits. So as parents, why don't we talk to them about money? It doesn't have to be... Um, completely out of control conversation where we obsess about it. But we do have lots of opportunities with celebrities and athletes. And, you know, I see a lot and hear a lot about these professional athletes that end up broke and you have celebrities that declare bankruptcy and they, they take in an an awful lot of money. So there's always a topic conversation that can come up and there's always opportunity to talk to the kids. So here's just five quick steps to talk to our kids about money. Okay. Start slow. Just start slow. And I'm just going to give you a couple of quick numbers. 69% of parents have some reluctance when it comes to talking to the kids about money. And only 23% of kids say they talk with their parents frequently about money. So start slow. And it can be about all kinds of things like um, when they're going to start getting an allowance, how much the allowance is going to be, uh, what they should do with their Christmas money or their birthday money from grandma and grandpa, that stuff. So start slow. The second thing is be honest. If you regret going into debt and not saving for college, tell your kids. Say, geez, I wish I had done this for me when I was your age. When I was 20, if you're talking to a 20-year-old, I wish I had started saving $25 a week because it could have been this much money by the time I'm 40. Or if if you regret the fact that you had all these vacations and sailed through college on credit card and debt and you just finished paying off your student loan and you're 50 years old, Share that with them. So 
you know, parents sometimes feel like they have to present this perfect front, like they made no mistakes. And that's just not the case. The more honest you are with the kids, the more um, they're going to take it in and understand and listen because it's going to be out of character. But they can handle it. They really can. So the third thing is let's talk about values, not figures. So we don't need to get into all the the, the financial details of it uh, right away. You don't have to start talking about percentages and you don't have to get into formulas or any crazy stuff like that. Talk about the values, not the figures, just to give them an idea of what a real world budget looks like and encourage them to just start thinking about it. Encourage them to track their spending habits just so they can get an idea of where their money is and where their money's going. Like I always tell people to track their cash. It's no different than kids. You know, see what you're spending your money on. And then the fourth thing is to set family goals. Let the kids sit in on it when you're having a budget conversation. You don't have to open up your bank and your bank books and your tax returns and everything. Just when you're having a conversation about, hey, where are we going to put our money? Are we going to put it towards a new TV? Are we going to put it towards a new car? Are we going to put it towards a family vacation? Let the kids get in on it and see what they have to say and let them be part of the goals. And then the fifth thing is learn about money together. So there's nothing wrong with learning about money with your kids. So if you want to go to different seminars or courses or there's there's kids' books out there about learning about money, then if you don't know what certain topics are, like a Roth IRA in the United States, if you don't know what TFSA is or an RSP in Canada, then admit you don't know what it is and then do some say, let's do a little bit of research together and figure out what that is. So those are some five simple tips on how we're going to start the conversation with the kids. We're going to take our last break of the night and we're going to come back and wrap up our conversation about kids and finances and insurance. So don't go away. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we'll finish our conversation that we're just starting with our kids. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight, we have been talking about our kids and insurance and investments and how we are going to teach them or talk to them about them or start the conversation with them and uh, make them financially responsible, make it fun, and make them rich, if that's what we want to do. So making people rich is not... There's There's a couple ways... There's lots of ways you can get rich, of course. But in finance, there's a couple ways that are obvious that you can get rich. You can get rich because you've saved a lot of your money, you've invested well, and you have it in cash. Or you can get rich because you've had uh, an inheritance or you won the lottery. Those are a lot rarer and a lot harder to do because you can't control them. Or you can get rich and make your family rich because you've talked about it and you've put a plan together and you've followed a plan. And that could be by a combination of things, by having money, real real cash, you know, cold hard cash invested and available. And it could also be a combination of having saved money because money you save is also the same as, as money you'd have to earn if you didn't have save, if you didn't save that. So if I can save myself a dollar, I don't have to earn an extra dollar to pay for something. So if I'm sick and I have a critical illness plan, that's going to pay me out a lump sum. I don't have to take money out of my investments or I don't have to borrow money or mortgage my house to do that. And we all know that healthcare is the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States. It's, it's a huge, huge expense. So it's important that we have ourselves protected and covered because that also helps make us financially stable and wealthy. So it all works together nicely in a plan. And when we start young, the nice part about it is we have time on our side for the investment part of it, for compounding and and growing and growing and growing. And we also have the the advantage of youth on our side when it comes to insurance premiums and pricing. So there's just so many great opportunities that we have to to make money and make our family. And, and think of it as a family thing. Don't just think of it as a uh, you and me situation. This isn't about making, I'm not sitting here going to make myself wealthy and protected and then my husband does the his self protection and wealth and then the kids are in charge of their own no make it a family event talk about it as a family help everybody together and raise everybody up so that once you're working together and if somebody else has a question then hear what they have to say because it might help you or if one of the kids asks the question say hey you know what let's share that with the whole family so we make sure everybody understands that how permanent insurance can be used or how that cash value in the policy works so that everybody can understand that, which is great. Um, One side note on uh, investments and stuff. For those of you who are in Canada, you might have heard of someone called Gail Vaz Oxlade. She used to be on TV and and she talked a lot about finances. And uh, a couple of things that she said in her book about um, how to talk to your kids about money is show them how to start using their allowance effectively. So show them how to make good savings habits. Uh, teach them the difference between what a need is and what a want is. Um, use She has magic jars that she uses to balance competing goals, and that's where you know certain money goes for certain things. And then what that does is that creates a lifelong money management skill that you're giving these kids. Can you even imagine the 
the the change in the confidence in the kids, if we could give them this ability to control their money and instead of letting their money control them or being afraid of money or having a bad, unhealthy mindset around money, if we could give them that gift of confidence and of knowledge, how much better are they going to be off in their life? And let's be honest, it helps it helps us too from a pure greed point of view and a selfish point of view. If your kids are financially set and they're financially confident and they're financially aware, they're not going to be coming to you to borrow money. And they're not going to be, you're not going to be worried about using up your retirement money to help fund any of their problems if they get into financial trouble. And you're not going to worry about how you have to forego a trip in your retirement because the kids need help because they got into financial stress and they need them, they need you to bail them out. So it's, it works from a selfish point of view too. So teach the kids well, teach them early, talk to them. It's an ongoing conversation. Like you talk to them about drugs and looking both ways before they cross the street when they're little and don't steal from, uh, you know, the variety store when you want a candy, you have to pay for it. Um, we teach them all these things. We teach them manners. We teach them please and thank you. Don't chew your mouth. Don't chew your food with your mouth open. All these things. So why are we not teaching them about money? It's just as easy. It's just it's just as simple to start the conversation as it is about um, why you, you have your elbows on the table when it's dinner time. <laughs> so uh, if you think of it like that and you think of it in a very easy and transparent kind of way, it makes it a little bit easier to talk to the kids, doesn't it? It's not something that has to be so daunting and overwhelming. And, and then you do that for the, your kids and then they do that for their kids and and then we just keep building the stronger and stronger uh, set of values with our families and our generations and our communities. And and together we make ourselves stronger. And as each of us gets stronger and our neighbors get stronger and our the rest of our community gets stronger, there's less stress on the, the financial purse of the, the government to be looking out for everybody. And really that's, I think, a, an ultimate success there that when we can we can say, you know what, I don't need that program that the government's using, which means, hey, maybe our taxes will go down. <laughs> Who knows? There's a whole there's a whole spin off on this. So um, hopefully you've learned a little bit about how to start the conversation, and maybe you're inspired a little bit to look at it as a fun topic. And as always, I, I say it and I mean it. Please call in or or let me know about topics. I'm happy to cover them off. It's been exciting and and enjoyable, and I love spending time talking about money. So keep the conversations flowing with me, with your kids, with each other, and we'll be back again right here in the same spot next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.